Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. I'm excited about the word that the Lord is going to give us because it's a very specific word for the house when I was praying for it. And I'm excited to see how he confirms um, that heaven um, has spoken to us today. While we, I'm going to pray, but you can turn to Mark chapter 5, verses 25 to 34. And while you are turning there and you're standing for the reading of the word, I want us to pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this time. As we've been reminded, it's your word that we need in a time such as this. It's your word because your word never fails. Your word never dies. It never gets old. Actually, you will remind it that heaven and earth shall pass away, but it's your word that remains. So we're glad about it that we get an opportunity to sit at the table and to feast on your word. I pray that today as your word go forth in preaching, as it has already went forth in song, I pray that we will continue to be encouraged. I pray that your people will continue to be equipped for such a time as this. Because the Bible reminds us that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but there are powers of wickedness. There's darkness. There's spirit, um, um, spirits in high places that are trying to attack us. But your word equip us for the battle. I thank you that your word is going to deliver, set free, heal, lift, encourage today. We thank you for your word. I pray God that you will go forth and it will be shown in power that you're with us. Father, I have studied, but your word reminds me that it's not by power nor by strength, but it's by your spirit. So Holy Spirit, speak to us, for we are listening in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Mark 5, 25 verses, I'm going to read verses 25 to 34. It says, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, somebody say immediately. The fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But the disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. And while you take your seat, the title of my message today is the suddenly of your solo, the suddenly of your solo. 
Today, New Covenant, heaven has an announcement. Suddenly, you are about to move from solo to your suddenly. I know I said the word suddenly twice in the announcement, but the first suddenly indicates the speed at which it's going to happen. And the second suddenly speaks to the position of bringing it forth. Our text is a very familiar story. We heard about it in Sunday school, the woman with the issue of blood. But when we teach about it, we, we mainly talk about her issue and that her issue was healed by Jesus, but we rarely think about the implications of her issue. She was a woman with the issue of blood. She had a flow of blood for 12 years. That was her issue. But if we looked at the Levitical law in Leviticus um, chapter 15, we would see that the implication of her issue, that she had to live a life of solitude. Um, in Leviticus, it said, if you see, if a woman is flowing with blood, she is considered unclean. And if anybody touched her, they would have to be, um, for an entire day, they would have to separate themselves from the community. So imagine this woman who's been flowing with blood for 12 years and nobody could touch her. She was driven to a point of solitude. She didn't have no friends. She wasn't a part of the community. She didn't have a husband to take care of her. And I know this, that she didn't have a husband because the Bible says that she spent all her money if, it, if she had a husband, it wouldn't even reference her money because back in those days, the, the men were the providers. So think about, think about the implications of her issue. She ain't got no friends. She's alone her, by herself. She don't have anybody that she can call a boo. Nobody wants to be around her. And now she is by herself. But suddenly a man called Jesus walked by and she goes from solo to suddenly. I know that we can we can relate to her. You may not have an issue of blood, but we have all experienced COVID who drove us to our separate homes. You may be able to relate to her. Your best friend may have passed and you feel like nobody else can relate to you. You, we, I know we can relate to her. You are by, you feel like you sit in a room of a thousand people, but nobody see you. The Lord is saying you may have been to a place of alone, but I am an intentional God. I'm about to work things out and suddenly you're about to come forth. From solo to suddenly, she was by herself and I was praying what the Lord wanted me to speak to New Covenant. I had a sensitivity about her solitude. And I believe that God wants to encourage some people in the building who have been driven to a place of alone. Now, let me say this. Lonely and alone are two different things because I believe that the enemy wants to plague the people of God with the spirit of loneliness. Alone just means there's no one else in the room with you. But loneliness is when you are, you have a feeling 
that comes from a need for people to be with you and you you notice that no one is around. I believe that the enemy is really tormenting the people of God with the spirit of loneliness and I'm coming against that today in the name of Jesus because what happened is loneliness makes us misuse our place of being alone. And so because I want to clear up that as people of God, we should never be lonely. Why? Because even if no one is in the room with you, the Lord reminds us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Even if you ain't got nobody calling you on the phone, grandma used to say, you can call up the main line to Jesus and tell him what you want. You don't have to be in a room full of people to have church. You turn on some worship music, you lift up your eyes to heaven and baby, we can have a revival all by ourselves. Loneliness and alone are two different things. And I believe that the Lord has driven some people to a place of solo because he wants to get our attention about some things. But don't worry because now things are opening up and he is going to bring you forth. But when he brings us forth, we have to be very careful that we did not reject our alone time. And sometimes the Lord has to get us alone because he want to let you know that it is not anybody else that did what he is going to do for you. That all glory belongs to him. Come on, if you know that there's no one more worthy than God, if you know that glory only belongs to him, put your hands together and give him a hallelujah. And so he drove her to a place of alone. I was very sensitive to her solitude because we can, we can be amongst a big crowd and still feel alone. I believe the Lord, Pastor Oliver, is very intentional. COVID wasn't an accident. Heaven wasn't sleeping. The devil don't have one up on God. COVID was very intentional and it was an intentional timing of when the Lord let it come forth. I believe he's getting the attention of his kingdom. He needed to separate us because we took more value in other people's word than the word of God. He needed to separate us because we were doing more conferences than being consecrated. He needed to separate us because we were doing more fellowships than standing on our knees in faith, knowing that it's him that works it out. And so I believe it was very intentional because God loves you. He may, he may hide you for a season because he don't want you to be destroyed. Oh, I feel that. You may think he forsook you, but the Lord is saying, I was protecting you. You didn't see down the road those people that were about to take advantage of your ministry. You didn't see down the road those people that the enemy was going to try to sing in to try to destroy you. So I hid you. I can imagine she felt alone. But in her alone time, we can learn from her response to Jesus coming to town. And with, if I am talking to anybody that feels 
feels like you have been in a season of alone. Let's look at the woman who had this issue and let's learn how the Lord wants us to respond. The first thing in a season of alone, the Lord wants us to seek Jesus. Somebody say seek Jesus. Verse 27 says, this woman had heard the reports about Jesus. And I love this because she heard, the Bible says what? Be not a hearer only, but a doer. She heard and came. I don't care what my issue is. If Jesus is in town, I got to be where Jesus is. And so the Bible says that she heard about Jesus and she came up behind him in the crowd. And I want us to know that your alone time is not just about separation, but it is about consecration. The Lord wants to get you to a point where you hunger and thirst after righteousness. And so if you don't have nobody but Jesus, then you will learn to have an appetite for Jesus. He had to remove some people who you had put on the pedestal. They had hurt you and you threw away the church. They talked about you and you left God. He said, no, 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 no. I want to get you to a place where you are like Paul. It's in him that I live and move and have my being. I don't need nobody else. Just give me King Jesus. And so he wants to drive us to seek Jesus. We have been looking for a lot of answers in the wrong places. And the Lord is saying, I need to refocus my kingdom, my children, so they can seek me. You may have been driven to a place of alone because your marriage has separated. You may have been driven to a place of alone because your company ended and you don't have a job anymore. But the Lord is saying, I took those things I'm very intentional. I don't make mistakes. I may have allowed it to happen so that I can get your attention and that you can seek me. We should love the Lord God with all of our heart, with all of our mind and our soul. Come on, all is a very absolute word. Not Grandma used to say, nine and nine and a half won't do. And the Lord is getting us to a place where we we are seeking him. We're seeking him. But what does that seek look like? Because I know we are asking for a healing of the land. I know I'm asking for a healing of my home. I have some petitions that I've laid before heaven. And the Lord reminds us in 2 Chronicles 7 that when his people seek his face and we turn from our wicked ways, then he will hear from heaven and heal the land. So what does that seek look like? For those of you who are taking notes, the first thing that we should do is we need to engage in his word. I know you're saying, where is that? The lady with the issue of blood didn't tote a Bible under her arm. Where is that? It didn't say that she was a missionary and that she was speaking the word. Where is that in the text? I'm glad you asked. In verse 27, it says she had heard the reports about Jesus and she came up behind him in the crowd and she touched his garment. 
If we were to read Luke's version in 844, it says she came up and touched the fringe of his garment. I'm getting excited. Because if you understood what was on the fringes of the garment, you will understand what I mean that we need to engage in his word. In Numbers 15, the Lord told Moses to speak to the people. Numbers 15 verses 37 through 41. He said, Moses, speak to the people of Israel and tell them to make tassels on the fringe of their garments throughout their generations and to put a cord on the tassel of each corner and it shall be a tassel for you to look at and remember here we go the commandments of the Lord so when she was touching the fringes of this garment she was touching the word of God she was engaging with the word of God and the Lord wants me to remind us today that he is the answer to every question he is the solution to every problem and if you are seeking him you need to get in his word we want heaven to respond but we don't want to study the word we want God to work miracles but we ain't got time for the word you need to get in the word look at your neighbor and say get in the word a seek looks like getting in his word it looks like I can't go out today I, I, I got to get in the word you got to call me back I'm doing a personal Bible study and in our alone time the Lord want to develop a desire within us for the word I didn't say just come to Bible study and hear Pastor Oliver teach the word I said a desire within you to study the word he wanted to stir a desire that I, before I eat my physical food I'm going to eat some spiritual food he wanted to stir a desire I know what you saying but let me hear what God said he wanted to stir a desire we want to hear from heaven but this is heaven talking to us so the first thing when we're driven to a seek it looks like engaging in his word during COVID weeks, we had a storm and it was funny because the lights were off, the TV was off, all we had were candles. And listen, I, th I thought about to my childhood when grandma used to say, sit down and be quiet, God is working. And then she would tell us Bible, stu Bible stories. Well, it's COVID, we can't go nowhere. Um, the lights off, we can't watch no TV. What do we do? We got the word out because like Pastor Oliver said, we have to teach our children. We sat in that living room and had a Bible study because the Lord had driven us to his word. You can't convince me that you love Jesus if you don't love his word. You can't convince me that you're serious about your walk if you do not have a personal Bible study time. Because like I said, this is the voice of God. What does our alone time look like in seeking Jesus? It's engaging in his word. But secondly, it's cultivating an expectation of a God to move. The praise team saying he is a miracle worker. He is a promise keeper. He is. And so we as people of God should always have an expectation for God to move like he is God. Come on. I know COVID may have tried to enter in 
a spirit of doubt and unbelief. But the Lord wanted you to know that he is God and he never fails. There should be an expectation for a healing. There should be an expectation for deliverance. There should be an expectation of salvation. And I don't know how you're going to do it, God. But I do know that you are God. I do know that you don't make mistakes. I do know that you are almighty. So however you want to move, do it. The expectation. In verse 28, it says, For she said, If only I may touch, then I know I'll be made well. I heard about Jesus, and I believe that if I touch, I will be made well. I believe the Lord wanted to stir the expectation back in his people. We have looked at the news too long for our source of information. But the heaven is speaking directly to his children. And the Bible says that the Lord shares the secrets of heaven. <laughs> Anybody need a secret? You can't figure it out. And you want heaven to tell you what heaven is thinking. He shares the secrets of heaven with those who seek him. And so seeking God um, looks like engaging in his word. Seeking Jesus looks like having an, an expectation of God to move. And then lastly, seeking Jesus looks like an elimination of anything that's not like him. I love it in verse 33. After she had gotten her healing, after she had been made whole, Jesus looked around and said, who touched me? His disciples said, have you lost it? Do you see all these people that are in this crowd and you have asked us who touched you? We don't know, but Jesus knew. And I love it when he said, who touched me? In verse 33, it says, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. She said, it was I. I told you, your alone time is a time of consecration. And the Lord is driving us to be by ourselves so that we can transparently say, it was I. It's me who got the problem. It's me who is, who is addicted to this thing. It's me who love you, but I can't stop cursing. It's me, Lord, and I want you to clean me out. It is a sad day, Pastor Oliver, if we, when we start gathering again as an entire congregation and you have people that came back the same way. Because this is what COVID allowed us to do. Have individual revivals with the Lord so he can clean us out. So when we come back together corporately, there won't be no hesitation of him moving from heart to heart to breast to breast. When we get back together, I love this crowd. I love it. I'm amazed at the crowd that's in here. And as the Lord add numbers to this crowd, you think, you think you all have a church now. You let people come with a pure heart and a pure mind, but all they want to see is a move of God. Then the Lord said he'll move from heart to heart and breast to breast and heaven will open up his windows and pour down blessings and we show enough experience a move of God.
but we have to say, take this Lord. And it's not for us to get rid of. It's for the Holy Spirit to illuminate it so that we can get what? Deep in his word for it to be eliminated. Stop doing it on your, trying to do it in your own strength. Stop trying to do it. You just frustrating you. And God is waiting for you to say, all I want is transparency. And sister said it yesterday. All I want is for you to be honest. All I want is for you to be transparent. All I want for you to remember is that I am a deliverer and a healer and give it to me. And so her alone time, drove her to seek Jesus. And our alone time should do the same thing. Not only did it drive her to seek Jesus, but I love this, it situated her to witness heaven. In verse 29, it says, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. The Lord is saying that your alone time is setting you up for a demonstration of his power. Immediately and instantly are two different things. <laughs> I love it because the word immediately means, it means forthwith. Forthwith she was healed. Forthwith her issue dried up. What are you saying, Pastor Stephanie? What I'm saying is when you experience a suddenly from your solo, it means that God was always working behind the scenes. He just introduced it into earth and it came forth so you can do what he's calling you to do. Come on, heaven, when we, when we catch up with heaven, heaven's been working since the beginning of time. Heaven already had this woman on her on their mind. And so when her healing came forth immediately, the Lord had already prepared it. He knew what was going to happen. And we need to quit acting like that when things happen from heaven, that God is surprised, baby. He was just waiting for you to seek him. He was just waiting for you to line up with his will. He was just waiting for you to trust him. Forthwith her healing came. But the problem is we want stuff instantly. We want it just like that. We don't want to put no time in. We don't want to be patient. We don't want to seek God. But the Lord is saying, I'm doing a suddenly miracle, not an instantly miracle, because I am not moved by time. Time doesn't define me. I'm not confined to calendars. I've been working on this since the beginning of time. I knew your child was going to be saved. I knew your husband was going to be delivered. I knew you were going to have what you needed. I've been working on this from the beginning of time. And what her solo did was position her, it situated her to experience heaven. And I don't know who I'm talking to. I know you've been feeling alone. I know you don't understand the diagnosis. I know you don't understand the situation. I know you don't understand why your friend had to die. But the Lord is saying, you may not understand, but I do things and I do all things well. All I want to do is use you for a platform for the world to see that I still sit high and look low. I want the world to see that I'm still all powerful and nothing takes you by surprise and I want to use you. Her solo situated her 
for for to, to see a demonstration from heaven. I love that because the Lord is saying, yeah, your solo is also about a consecration. It's between me and you, but this consecration gonna lead to a demonstration. People gonna see that you my child and I am your God. People gonna see through you that I still resurrect dead things. People gonna see that I still speak to things that are not as if they are and they got to come forth. People gonna see that I'm still a healer. And if we're not careful about our solo, we can misuse it. The Lord is whispering to his people, Pastor Oliver. He's not screaming at us any longer. If you don't catch the signs, that's on you. He is whispering to his people. And in our alone time, in our dreams and vision, yeah, I know people having dreams. In your dreams and your visions, the Lord is showing you how he's going to use you. And so, her alone time, our alone time, it was to drive us to seek Jesus. I love Jesus like never before now because I know I wouldn't dare try to maneuver in this world without him. I wouldn't dare, you can clap right there because that should be your testimony too. I wouldn't dare try to maneuver in this world without him. It, it drives us to seek Jesus but it situates us to witness heaven. And lastly, our alone time shifts our story. There was a narrative about the church before COVID that is different now post-COVID. There was a narrative about our God before COVID that is shifting now post-COVID. And the Lord is saying that you may have felt alone, but I was sealing you. I was covering you because a shift is about to occur. If the shift happened before the alone time, you would not have been able to move with me like I need you to move. But because you have sought me out, because you have stayed on your face in prayer, because and, and, and you couldn't go to the grocery store, so you called a fast for the house and you didn't eat nothing because it won't nothing to eat. Because of that, the Lord is saying, now I'm shifting your story. In verse 34, he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. He said, go in peace and be healed of your disease. Not only is your alone time about consecration and demonstration, but your alone time is also about a proclamation. The Lord is about to change the narrative about you. People had some misconceptions about you, but when you come forth now, they story gonna have to change. And what they thought was, it ain't. And the Lord gonna show them, yes, I have called her. Yes, she will speak him. Yes, he is a minister of the gospel. I know what he used to do, but I'm changing the narrative about him. He will go forth and pastor my church. He will be saved and go into the nations. I know, I know he used to be Johnny who drank all the time, but now he's a son of God who I have touched and anointed for such a time as this. And you better take your mouth off people because you telling the wrong story. You telling what they used to be, but the Lord has brought them forth. 
forth. You said she was a woman with the issue of blood, but Jesus said she's a daughter. You were saying that she was sick, but Jesus said she is healed. You are the one that gossip about her, but Jesus said go in peace because he changed her narrative. And if you are excited that the Lord is about to change the narrative about you, you better get up and give him a praise because people, people, people will put you in the grave, but the Lord is saying not so. I got work for you to do. This is not the end. I am just getting started. Age ain't nothing but a number. I don't care what you used to do. I am bringing you forth. Her narrative change. Her narrative change. And I know New Covenant got a, rep, a good reputation in the area. I knew it because even when I was talking about coming here in North Carolina, some of the people who came with our pastor from Philadelphia, even our pastor was talking about the church. But the Lord is saying, even as good as your reputation is in the nation, I am still changing the narrative about you because I want the world to see that I am a God who does exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. Y'all didn't hear what I'm going to say it one more time. I'm changing the narrative because I want the world to see that I am a God who does exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think. Look at your neighbor and say, I know what you, uh, look at your neighbor and say, I know what you used to think about me. I know you thought you knew. I know you thought you heard. But the Lord is about to change my story. I used to be sick, but now I'm healed. I used to be bound, but now I'm delivered. I used to live in lack, but now I live in abundance. If you are excited about your story shifting, go ahead and give God a praise. It don't matter what auntie think. It don't matter what you used to do at the family reunion. It don't matter what reputation you got in the family. The Lord is doing a new thing and he is shifting your story. He is shifting your narrative. And he needed to get you in a place by yourself so you can wipe off the thought and being influenced about what people say. You took too much stock in what the people said. And the Lord is saying, I needed your ear to hear what heaven was saying. You care too much about the opinions of others. And I needed you to hear what heaven thought about you. I consecrated you. Even before you were formed in your mother's womb, you needed to hear that you are the head and not the tail. You needed to hear that you are above and only never beneath. You needed to hear that you are an overcomer. And so, I know, I know it was in this room that people, some people had to fight to get into a place where people are. It's not that you don't like people, it's just 
You were in an alone season that you didn't understand. You had gotten so used to it being you, yourself, and you. And the Lord is saying, that was good and that was purposeful. But your alone, your solitude was for you to break forth. Being alone and rejecting the fellowship of believers, that's two different things. And he is saying, now that you've heard about me coming, I need for a press to be in your belly like never before. If you have to wear two masks, I need you to come. If you got to wear a spacesuit, that don't matter. I want you to be safe, but I need you to come. Because the Lord Jesus is, he is moving through the city. And I know that the enemy trying to confuse you about loneliness and alone time. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask you to be honest. If you felt lonely, you felt nobody, I was on the sick list. Nobody didn't call me from the church. They didn't forgot about us. We used to sit beside each other in Bible study. She didn't even came to check on me during this whole time. You put the burden on people to feel valued. And the Lord is saying the enemy wanted to trick you that you were lonely so that you can speak against the work of God. But you weren't lonely. You were just alone and he wanted to drive you to seek him. So I want to pray, Pastor Oliver. I want to pray this spirit of loneliness away from the people of God. Because this is why, this is why, if another pandemic comes and we are driven to our homes, the outcome is not going to be the same. This is what I saw. I saw individual houses shaking solo but when heaven was looking down because individual houses were shaking the whole community was shaking so even if you are driven back to your house and you can't congregate with the saints the Bible, the heaven is saying there's going to be a shaking of the kingdom that the world will see that we are still in full effect. But listen, you can't do that when you see a long time as loneliness. Because what you do is you speak against 
what the Lord is doing. Loneliness is about me. I'm consumed with me. They don't, they didn't call me. I, you know, people have left me. Alone time is about God. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.